On this episode of Isolated But Not Alone, we're going to start our series on personality development. And I'm kind of excited about this series because I've always found the development of personality to be an interesting topic. I'll never forget sitting in college as a young person, hearing about where the soul comes from. Is the soul just part of our brain? Is it something different? And hearing a professor talk about the functionality of the biological portion of our brain and how from that stems personality, and that if that is damaged, personality is damaged, as well as talking about how the brain can die and the body survive. And I just always found that to be an interesting topic, as well as what makes us different than animals. What makes us different than them? Why does it matter that we have a more developed prefrontal cortex? How is that involved in our personality? So I find these things to be very, very interesting. And so we're not going to necessarily dive into all the biology of the brain or the neuroscience of the brain. We're simply going to talk about what therapists and psychoanalysts and psychologists and social workers, and anybody who works in the arena of the mind. We're going to talk about how their initial theories began with discussing how personalities developed, and we're going to kind of move through some of the big theories on that. Now, there's a lot of fringe theories about the mind. Everything from religion to obscure belief systems and how our personality is developed. And we're not going to hit that whole entire spectrum, though we might touch on individual pieces of that. We're going to focus on the comparative theories that we have more information about. More mainstream theories. So stay tuned. Hi, this is James Raines, and you're listening to Isolated But Not Alone, a podcast that seeks to bring mental health awareness to rural and isolated communities. I just wanted to take this time to let you know that this and other content produced by James Raines is not therapy and is not intended to be therapy or to replace therapy. Nothing in this podcast indicates or creates a therapeutic relationship. Please consult with your therapist or seek one in your area if you are experiencing any type of mental health symptoms. Nothing in this podcast should be construed as specific life advice and it is simply for the purpose of education. Welcome back to Isolated But Not Alone. I always appreciate all my listeners and the feedback that I do receive. It's always helpful for me to take that in and kind of determine our next series, the next things we're going to be talking about, as well as how to change things or maybe keep things the same. So I appreciate all your feedback. And I especially appreciate all the feedback I've been receiving about my episodes on spiritual grooming and spiritual abuse. Those episodes are now my highest downloaded episodes in the history of my podcast. Now, my podcast has not been around forever or even very long, but in that time, that series has gotten more downloads by a lot than the rest of my podcast episodes. 
So if you haven't tuned into that yet, I highly recommend it because I really dive into my own personal story about spiritual grooming and spiritual abuse and advocate for a family who experienced an episode where they are woken up in the morning to a pastor and his wife taking their daughter on her 18th birthday without any, to my knowledge, allegations of abuse. Just simply, here we are, we're helping her to leave, and they have not had face-to-face contact with her since. So if you haven't tuned in, the topic is interesting, it's relevant, and that family needs folks to tune in so they can advocate for them, so they can advocate for their daughter. So with that being said, let's dive into personality. The Oxford Dictionary simply defines personality as the combination of characteristics or qualities that form an individual's distinct character. I'm a big fan of the website VeryWellMind.com. And I always find their articles are simple, sweet, and to the point to help people who may not have the knowledge and training to understand some of the basic elements of psychology. So they have an excellent article on What is Personality? by Kendra Cherry. So this article talks about how the word personality stems from the Latin word persona, which we all know as the mask that's worn by performers to give themselves different roles or to disguise their identities. But it's really patterns of thoughts, feelings, and behaviors that make us unique. It's generally believed that personality comes from within us and remains pretty consistent throughout our entire life. And usually this gets to the debate of nature versus nurture. Nature versus nurture. Do we have our personalities because that's what our genetic code says we are going to do? Or are we a product of our environment? And that debate's been around a long time, and it's my personal opinion that really the truth probably lies in the middle. That yes, There are certain attributes about us that are defined by our genetic code, by our genetic makeup, and there's a part of our personality that's defined and then cultivated by the environment in which we are born and raised. So this article talks about some characteristics of personality. One of them is consistency, and that basically means there's a recognizable order and regularity to behaviors. Basically, that means that people act in the same ways or similar ways in multiple different situations. For example, I have social anxiety. So if you're listening to these podcasts, you're like, wow, James, you really sound put together. Well, I'm a very intelligent, highly educated person. So therefore, because of those privileges, I am highly put together when I'm alone in a room with a microphone. Now, if you take me out of that room and put me in a group of people I do not know, Without preparation, I get very anxious. And because of that anxiety, I tend to become overbearing and control the environment with many words. So it doesn't matter what environment that is. If it's similar, that will come out the same way. So my personality of getting anxious in new social situations You can change the people in the situation. You can change the location of the situation. But if those two things are present, a location and people I do not know, that personality trait, that trait of getting anxious will come out. Now, you might be saying, James, is that genetic or is that 
from your environment. And I would say it's genetic because my mom was a highly anxious person. And I could tell in social situations where she was uncomfortable because she did not know people, her personality often became very robust, interactive, loud. Those are positive ways to describe it. Brazen, brash. Those are other ways to describe it. And I inherited similar qualities to my mom. But that's not the only reason. Because in my experience as a young person, there was also lots of trauma. And oftentimes, part of my anxiety in big groups comes from a fear of danger from my environment. And that fear of danger... And that fear often creates that anxiety or amplifies that feeling of anxiety in my body, which then causes me to try to be in control of the environment in order to keep myself safe. And so that's what I mean by both biological, genetic, and my environment and my experiences. So that's just one example of the parts of a personality. Consistency. Another attribute of personality is that it's a psychological construct. But it's a psychological construct that requires or that interacts with our biological needs. And when we start talking about Freud, you're going to kind of see where that connects. Something else that's interesting about personality is how it connects with our behaviors and actions. Not only does it influence how we move and respond in our environment, but it also causes us, as the article says, to act in certain ways. So our behavior and our actions are connected to our personality. Our personality influences how we're going to act in certain situations. And I think we can kind of all agree with that, right? We can kind of all agree that our personality causes us to act certain ways in certain situations or when certain conditions are present. Another thing that's a characteristic of personality is multiple expressions. Our personality can be seen in more than just behavior. It can be seen in our thoughts, our feelings, our close relationships, and how we interact with society. And that's really important because oftentimes there are people who define personality very generally, and people don't realize their personality has multiple expressions, and not just our thoughts and feelings, but in how we interact. And oftentimes when you're in therapy, the therapist or the counselor is looking at these multiple expressions. They're analyzing them, hence psychoanalytic. They're analyzing how our personality is displayed, not just in our behavior, but in our thought processes, our emotional processes the interactive patterns in our relationships, and the interactive patterns between us and our social interactions and social environments. There are lots of different beliefs about how the personality develops. Two big types are type theories, that basically people have a limited number of personality types, and they are related to biological influences. This particular article gives four Type A, type B, type C, and type D. We've all heard jokes in our modern society about type A. They're perfectionists, they're impatient, they're competitive, they're work-obsessed. 
They're aggressive. There's type B, low stress, even tempered, flexible, creative. Type C, perfectious, struggle to have or reveal emotions. Type D, feelings of worry, sadness, irritability. They have a pessimistic outlook. But there's more than type theories. There's also trait theories. Trait theories see personality as a result of internal characteristics that are genetically based. For example, agreeability, eager to please, extroversion, introversion, neuroticism, openness, closeness. This list can go on and on because it's traits. Now that I know there's main trait theories, but really any trait then could be considered the development of your personality. We often hear a lot about two of these, extroverts and introverts. There's also psychodynamic theories, which were heavily influenced by Sigmund Freud and are focused on the influence of the unconscious mind on personality, as well as stage development, such as Eric Erickson's stage of psychosocial development. There's behavioral theories, for example, B.F. Skinner, John Watson. They believe that personality was a result of interaction between the individual and environment. And then there's the humanist theories that emphasize free will and the individual experience. One of the big humanist theorists was Carl Rogers. We're going to dive into the various personality development theories that are going to inform individual counseling, individual therapy. We started our first series on the theories of family therapy. What did people believe about the family and how to help the family that was stuck in a problem? So now we're going to talk about the foundation of personality development. This first podcast just kind of gave you an overall glimpse about what exactly is personality and how do people in a very generic sense or general sense define personality. And now we're going to kind of hone in to how we get to individual therapy based on our beliefs of personality development. Because like in family therapy, we're going to have different theories about how personality develops based on how you do counseling and therapy. And so we're going to talk about those things. We're going to dive in to the meat that is our personality. And maybe along the way, we'll answer some of those questions, or at least attempt to answer some of those questions about where does our soul come from? Do we have a soul? Is a soul just a construct of our personality based on the biological nature of our brain? So I hope you stay tuned as we dive into these new episodes. And I hope you're listening to my other content as I'm also doing a series on spiritual grooming and spiritual abuse. Those episodes come out on Tuesdays, and these episodes will come out on Fridays. On next Tuesday's episode on the series of spiritual grooming and spiritual abuse, I'm going to take you on a journey to a local church that is currently involved in a sex scandal with one of their high-ranking members who spiritually groomed and spiritually abused their young male parishioners, which then led to sexual abuse. So again, I hope you stay tuned to hear about that. And I'm also going to tie that into the dangers that exist with no accountability and advocate for this family. And on next week, on these set of episodes, 
I'm going to dive into Sigmund Freud. And he gets kind of a bad rap. He's kind of the blunt of a lot of jokes. But Sigmund Freud did bring a lot into the understanding of where does our personality come from. So I hope you join us for those episodes. And remember, you might be isolated, but you're not alone. Thanks for listening. And I hope you enjoyed this podcast enough to share it with friends and family and reach out with any questions you might have about mental health. And we will do our best in future shows to answer those questions. And remember, it might feel like you're isolated and maybe you are, but you're not alone.